three, two, one. And it's not even Friday. It's not Wednesday. It's Thursday. Wow. You know we, what? We had to do something special this week. We, You know, the fun thing is we almost should be drinking today because Thirsty Thursday. I know. But we're teetotaling it. So got too much to do. Got, got to do That's driving right. tonight. So can't, 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 can't be drinking the happy hour a day early. Nope, and we're doing it a day early because Dennis is busy tomorrow, and uh, well, Dennis is busy tomorrow. So we yep. said, you know what, that's fine. We'll hey, do it Michael. What's up, Michael? So yeah, so we're doing it a day early. We're going to catch up on stuff we didn't do because we didn't do a show last night because it was my daughter's 18th birthday, so yep, she yep. got a lightsaber. Happy birthday, Courtney. Yep, she got a lightsaber. She's very happy with it. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So she's uh, she was trying to practice doing some somebody's moves today, but she's too short. <laughs> hey, to yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah. She's too short to swing it around a certain way behind her back because the lightsaber so long. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I know. I thought it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter's graduating college tomorrow, so I will be up. In Greensboro for the day. So, yep, no way to do it. So we figured we couldn't do Wednesday. We can't do Friday. Let's at least do Thursday because there's so much that we want to talk about. Uh, uh, much of it comic related. Um, notice, just so you know, as of our last one, I told everybody I would wear my 10 reasons why Captain Kirk is better than Picard shirt. And I did. And Picard's I did. better because he's bald and he's proud of it. And by the way, man, your daughter's graduating college. You got another son that's that's already, man, you've got two kids out of college. You are old as F. Yep, daughter's, daughter's graduating to, high school. Uh, she's moving over to Korea um, and to teach. And my son's out in Southern Cal. He's home right now for her graduation too. So Got the whole family. He and his girlfriend are here visiting. So, yep, it's a it's a fun-filled Turner household. Somebody in that house is getting lucky. Yep. You can think that. <laughs> All right. Let's start off what we usually start off with on Wednesdays. We're starting off today with what did the boys get? We'll run through this because we do have many things coming up on today's show. So what did the boys get? Well, Dennis is a little behind the eight ball on this one. This came out almost a month ago. Geiger, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, their new creator-owned book, Over at Image. Uh, Dennis hasn't read it yet. I have. I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was pretty cool. I'm a big Gary Frank fan, so uh, I liked it. I'm looking forward after Dennis reads it. Yeah. I will say this. I just I didn't notice until I blew this up on the screen. This isn't the cover I got. I got another one. 
Um, I like how he did a skull in the smoke. That's yeah. pretty cool. The, the one that I, version I've got actually has like a glow in the dark, uh, like skull in the back. So it will, it would light up. So it was a variant. Oh. It's sold out of all the regular ones. So it's cool. Um, Andy's the one who told me about this. It wasn't on my poll, so I didn't pick it out when it came up. But a variant's just as good in my book. Don't mind paying a few extra bucks if it's a good cover, which it is. So did you test out the glow in the darkness yet? I have not. I have not. I will be probably this weekend when I get back. Um, yeah, I did do a quick flip on this book, and uh, uh, it's gotten quite a few responses. Um, so I will probably do a full review on this, even though it'll be a, a little bit late. Nice. Of course, we both got Noctera number three, Scott Snyder's Tony Daniels book. I really enjoy the story. I'm also a fan of Tony's art. That's why I originally picked it up. But the story's uh, the story's good. I like I like what they're doing. Uh, haven't read it yet this week. Once once again, yesterday with with it being my daughter's birthday, didn't have a chance to read anything, which was fine. So yeah, so this is another one we both got. Look at that. yep, another one, and I'll probably be doing a full review on that one too. Uh, Heroes Reborn number one. I believe we both picked this up. I got the cover that actually folds out. Um, once again, I bought it because of Ed McGinnis. I really like Ed's artwork. Hopefully, the story is going to be good enough. You know, Dennis, I just I I was looking. This is a weekly book. Oh, issue two's next week. Issue three's the week after that. So in seven weeks, the whole thing will be wrapped. Oh boy, seven weeks in a row. Of, all right. Well, I am not doing all of the uh, um, all the crossovers. Um, it is. It's a cool cover. That's actually the cover I got. Um, the regular one. Um, I, I've I've gotten a ton of. I did a quick uh, quick flip on this one, and I've had quite a few people respond and a lot of likes. So. I'll probably wind up doing uh, a review on this one, knocking on wood. It's better than uh, than the Avengers one uh, here. So we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I hope it's good because I I really if it's if it's not a good story, it's going to be hard for me to come back for two through seven. So right, I, uh, right. I hope and I good. like Blade, so I really want to see what they're going to do with Blade. Yeah. Uh, North three says. A weekly book. Wow, that is a bit much. Better just grab the trade. Honestly, North Free, once I saw that it was a weekly book, I was actually thinking the same thing because if in seven weeks this thing will be over, I bet the trade comes out or the hardcover or whatever probably will come out in a few months. So I don't know if I'm even going to continue getting it, even if I like the story, just because I might wait. So I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, no, and if the story's bad, you know, you find the trade in the $5 uh, books probably pretty shortly. So we'll see. But that's, that's kind of Marvel MO. This Orville. is Dennis. Woo! Oh, it's only two issues. So Yep, I'm loving. So one of the things that I really like, I hope there's a bunch of Orville fans out there. Um, I can't wait for the TV show to get back and start airing the new season. I know. Um, when? Do we even know when? Well... Well, there's been a couple of different things because with changing it over to Hulu and all of that, it changed it. But they were able to do a longer term, I think, a longer contract. Um, so they're filming it. COVID really knocked it back uh, quite a bit. 
Um, so I don't know the exact time yet. Um, I'm hoping that we'll, we will find out. Um, but in the comic books, the comic books have all been pretty decent. And what I like about them is that like, this is a two issue miniseries. It's a self-contained story instead of just numbering them one through a hundred, you know, here's part one and two, then it's done. And then we won't see Orville for a few months. Boom. Then there's another story. You know, they don't oversaturate it, but the stories are really good. So I'm, I'm very excited. Well, I just Googled and it looks like they're hoping for October 1st. Okay. So that's right. the hope. That's the hope is October 1st. Well, I knew they had a lot of the beginning episodes filmed. They were in post-production. So I'm yeah. knocking on wood. That's the hope. Oh, I knew Dennis would get this X-Men and Curse of the Man thing. It's X-Men. Yeah, Curse of the Man thing. So um, I'm going to be curious to see how this is. This is a, a different kind of an X-Men book. So we will see. I will always give it a, a shot. And um, either way, even if it's not great, I'll probably still pick it up. But I may not recommend other people to pick it up. So um, I did get, I think I've already got 300 and some... Um, um, likes and stuff for this one, uh, views on this one, I mean, and uh, we'll see. There's some interest out there for this book, so I guess maybe I'll do a full review and uh, let you guys know how it is. Well, I can tell you one thing my wife always says there is definitely a curse of my man thing, so she does, she has to live with it. That's the way it goes. Eve Dennis is trying another new book from Boom. Oh, yep. by one guy. Oh, no, it's not. Three uh, Eve, again, wasn't on my pull list. They had one sitting up there, and I went, ah, you know what? It looks interesting. I kind of want to see where the story's going. Uh, it looks dystopian, you know, which then again, like 80% of the books today, 85%, feel like they're all dystopian of all the new stuff. But we'll see how it is. We'll see if there's something new and unusual. I'm giving it a shot. Uh, looking at the cover of this book. I have a feeling that Greta Thunberg probably thinks this is what uh, the world will look like in about 15 years when she's an adult. <laughs> Greta. I'm just guessing you. that Greta Thunberg, this is her vision of the world. Uh, and we can pick on her now because as far as I know, she's 18, so she's an adult. So I'm not picking on a kid. So there. This, this is what the world has become. How, How dare, dare you? you? Oh, Yeah. Zero point. You know, I got to admit, Batman Fortnite number one was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't know if I would, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I like uh, Christos Gage's writing. I like Riley Brown's art. So, yeah, I came back for number two, and so did Dennis. So Yeah. I will say this. Um, you know, now that we know all that's going on with the uh, with the codes and everything like that, we got kind of had to look at the book just for the story. Uh, we did a quick flip and then a full review on it. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, it wasn't a home run, but for, let me rephrase that for an arcade based book, it actually was kind of fun. It was basic yeah. to the point, but it, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't over the top. It was quite well done. Um, and you, you're, you're, Figuring out some of the aspects of the game, Batman not being able to talk. I like how they did it. They put some thought into the book. It wasn't just ridiculous, random garbage from 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 the game. So 
kudos. I mean, it was a fun uh, first issue. Now, if the code yep. hadn't been in the book, I don't think this book would have sold as much, but it got people's attention. So, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll probably do a, another review on that one. Uh, oh, hold on. Did he have a pink bear? Oh, he, okay. Oh. North Free says Batman with a pink bear. No, thanks. He's not holding the pink bear. It's actually a creature it's, from Florida. Yeah, it's a creature. It's not like he's, it's not like it's a security pink bear. Come on now. He, he maybe he fights it. You never know. Well, uh, DPL number four. Yeah, I was going to say Dogecoin expert chimed in on it and said we should do a full review on it because it was pretty interesting. And not all the characters are directly from Fortnite. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, DPL number four that uh, Dennis is reading this one. I still need to catch up. Yeah, uh, it's been good. Um, you know, I think uh, some of the interest has waned a bit in it. Um, it was a good undersea one. You know, we had talked about it was kind of in the vein of, you know, the deep, the abyss, um, you know, and it was good. There's a couple of neat little twists in it. The, the story's been solid um, and it's been worthy so far of continuing to be in my pull list. I'm not worthy. I'm not. Oh, we, well, we might as well talk about this since, since I did just bring it up. So the 10 reasons why, you know, Kirk is better than Picard. Seriously. Number 10, hair. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. That's the only reason you like Picard. Men that go bald, it's because we are pumping too much testosterone through our veins, which means we're more of a ladies' man. Kirk's kind of a squished puss because he can't lose his hair because he's low T, riding mofo. Excuse me. James T, it's literally built into his name. He is all testosterone. I don't think his middle name is testosterone. It's Tiberius, isn't it? It is, but that's what the T is. It's James T. Yours is Andy Estrogen Smith. Oh, please. I got so much testosterone, it is oozing out of my pores. No, pushing then you the hair hair out of my head. Pushing your hair out. Oh, oh we can't right. go there. It is. Uh, number nine, we'll go back and forth. Number nine, Kirk would personally throw Wesley off his bridge. Who's Wesley? Hands down. Who's Wesley? Wesley Crusher, the know-it-all little SJW, uh, really, oh, the, little the kid? original the kid? SJW uh, Ray, Mary is Sue. It, is, it, is it the kid with the dark hair? Yeah. What, oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't throw him off the bridge. I'd throw him out of the airlock. Well, Ca- Captain Kirk would have beamed him into space just like – that's what I'm saying. They were going to do to the tribbles. Hair should be number one, but good try at the test. It's not a theory. Look it up. It's true. My doctor even told me that. Uh, uh, fake news. Whatever. Read number eight. Kirk would never sing to children in a crisis. Hell That's no, right. Smack them. That's right. Shut up, kids. Move over there. He'd be like in. Theory. He'd be like in a movie airplane when that person's freaking out and everybody just comes up and smacks them. Real yep. hard, he would just smack the kids. Yep, again, t- totally on. Number, Number seven. seven, Kirk wasn't shy about taking off his shirt. I get it. I get yep. that one. Yep, absolutely. Picard never took his shirt off. Kirk, man, all it took was a green chick or or some kind of good battle with the Klingon. Shirt came off. 
Muscles came out, and Picard sat there and sipped his Earl Grey tea. Number six. Kirk can beat a Klingon barehanded. True. And he did it multiple times throughout the series. So I guess Picard never did. Nope. That's what you're saying. Uh, number three, or five, three words, flying leg kick. I'm assuming that he did that at some point. Uh, you know, in wrestling, Kirk we call always that always does the kick. flying leg kick. So he always did the flying leg kick where he'd run and he would chop, or he would do the overhand. We always called it the judo chop, even though there is no such thing because judos are flips and uh, uh, basically flips and, and like choke holds. But still, flying leg kick and judo chop. Yeah, that was Kirk. Picard, yeah, he used phasers a lot. Or he had security guards. Or he had Worf. Number four. That's you. Kirk doesn't let the doctor tell him what to do. That's true. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not your personal physician. Oh, get it? Whereas, was every time... Mrs. Crusher told him to sit, get his ass in the sick bay. He did. Hold on. <laughs> Burn, Burn that shirt. That shirt. Burn, let's um, chant. Burn that shirt. Burn that shirt. That's wait, are you talking? For. Are you talking my shirt or Andy's shirt? He's talking yours. I love both these captains, so I'm not going to argue with any great figure for either one. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Just to burn it and send you the ashes. Burn that shirt. Man, this dude, you don't like, oh, you don't don't like Star Picard Trek? Fan. Bass Janeway. Yes. Okay. That'll well, be, that's because you know no woman should be I'm going to find out if there's a Janeway shirt out there now. That'll be one of my uh, one of my projects, North Free. Yes, I could bash Janeway. Uh, worst of the captains. Number and it's, three. And, and it's not because of gender. Just saying that. Number three, if Kirk finds a strange spinning probe, he blows it up. Kirk blows <laughs> everything up. Mr. I, Mr. I Sulu, did like that. Lock phasers and photon torpedoes. Fire. I did like that. Uh, number two. Kirk never drinks tea. Ever. Picard drinks right. tea? Romulan ale, baby. Romulan ale. And number one, Kirk can beat a Vulcan at chess. That's true. Picard never did. Oh. Who uh who's Cisco? That's Commander Cisco of D Space Nine. He was oh, okay. he, he was good, particularly once you get into the Dominion War stuff. Um it was it was quite good. The the end of DS9, the last few seasons was really great stuff. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> bad Michael. Bad. Kurt blows. Yeah, he blows those green chicks, and because they're aliens, he can blow them. All right. <laughs> so anyway, that was the fun thing. I said I would wear my shirt today so we could talk, and we did. But we went to the convention over the weekend, and we haven't got a chance to show any of our haul from this fantastic. The MicroCon convention was at a brewery. We had a little beer. We had a little comic books. And then Michael showed up late to the party. So, uh, yeah. Well, and in, in, in all honesty, Dennis is correct. He did have a little beer, and I had a bigger beer. 
So I had a 12 ouncer, which is which is what the heavy beers came in, only took one for, size. Took and Andy had drink, a blonde too. 16 ouncer. Took you forever to drink, too. Just saying. I was busy eating the Philly cheesesteak logs, which were great. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I only picked up one book at the con, and it is a beautiful, gorgeous issue. No need to full screen. That's big enough. Submariner number eight. Look at that beautiful cover by John Buscema, one of the masters of comic book art. No backgrounds needed. Thing, Submariner, battle in the issue. It's a great book. I figured I'd buy it. But... A uh, friend of ours, Jackson, was trying to get me to get issue five of Submariner because it's the first appearance of the awesome Tiger Shark. And a couple guys had it. And I just did something was telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm glad I saved my 50 bucks. One was 90 because when I came home and put the Submariner number eight away, I was like, oh, would you look at that? I already have a Submariner number five with the first appearance of the awe-inspiring villain that should grace the silver screen, Tiger Shark. (laughs) My eyes. My eyes. That's pretty pretty much what I got. Oh, I'll show you what I got. Dennis. Dennis. I love Kirk more, to be honest, but TNG is probably the great, you know, Honestly, I am teasing guys because I did love The Next Generation right behind the original series. And then I would go Deep Space Nine. I would do Enterprise, particularly season four of Enterprise is probably the best season of Star Trek ever of any of the shows. And then Voyager and then, you know, Discovery and Picard is just was a huge letdown it's just bad in my mind but uh anyway just figured i'd give you the rundown yeah uh-oh let's let's see what north free says here uh do your wheeling and dealing powers increase or decrease the more you drink andy uh my wheeling and dealing powers just increase i always tell my daughter too when she goes to buy something at a con she'll be like it's 15 bucks i'm like not if you ask if you can get it for 10, it's not. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times they'll say, well, how about 12? They'll at least compromise. Right. Most you got to wheel and deal and be willing to walk away. That's Nobody, right. No dealer wants to see the back of somebody walking away. But then again, some dealers have really good prices and they price their stuff right to move. Other dealers are really high and you know there's just a ton of movement. So, you know, you get to know your dealers. It's all good. Oh, Michael, you're so correct. He says, I assume Andy gets more likable the more we drink. It's true. I'm a I'm a I'm a happy drunk, not an angry one. Yep. Yep. All right, Dennis, I'm the let's, let's All see right. some of the let's see some of your loot. So some of my lower end loot. Come on. First issue. V. Seriously? Woo. You Love bought it. that? I, I got thought you already it. had it. No, I have issue. I used to have them all. Oh. I ditched them. All my a lot, most of my DC stuff. Now I'm regretting it, so I'm going up and repicking up uh, V, you know, and then V the final battle. Unless um, V stands for vagina, I don't care. It, it well, victory, which oh. in your case it's lacking on both ends. I, so, oh. 
Oh, oh black hole. V, and then black you hole. segue into the black hole from V. Exactly. Because Andy's mind part. goes here no matter what happens. We you, know this is not going to be a rated G you show. You went from the front door to the back door with two comics. <laughs> there we go. Andy Smith's theory right there. <laughs> we know how his the, mind thinks. Front door to the back door. So, again, I used to have the black hole uh, set. Um, there, I think there were two or three in the first series, and then there was a Beyond, which was afterwards. So I'm going to go back and recollect them. Uh, who, I just decided who, to do it. Who did the art on that black hole? Any idea? And I'm curious. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. And it doesn't say. I'd have to well, open it. I knew it wouldn't say, yeah. Yeah. All right. One of my cool ones that I picked up because I've been filling in some of my holes. God damn, you just You just can't say stuff without – me having to comment you went from v to black hole to filling in your holes there are other ways to phrase this you know this if the fcc here. listens to our conversation we are getting banned that's all How about this and then i went and filled in with a key issue i've always wanted see well i can't say i've always wanted but i'm filling in the holes defenders number one that's nice so i've got i had two um I'm just missing a couple in the first 10. Um, I've got most of the run. Um, yeah. <laughs> so gross. Hey, by the way, I just noticed. Look at the shirt I have on and look at the art below me. Look at that. Wow. Wow. Nifty. So is the shirt you drew an actual real shirt or is it a variant of what you're wearing? I'm wearing a shirt with the Captain America shield. Yeah, it's a myself. gray shirt. You drew a blue shirt. Courtney actually has a shirt that's that blue. So, check this one out. This is one I've I have never had before. Oh yeah, free with the purchase of AIM. Yep, it's one of the uh, Amazing Spider-Man giveaways. They had done a giveaway. Um, I think it was with Doc Ock. And then the second one they did was free with the aim. Now, which was funny. I've already had a couple of people who've seen it go, what's aim? Aim toothpaste for those of you who never had it. It was actually pretty good toothpaste back in the day. Hey, Dennis, we got a comment. Uh-oh. V is. <laughs> aim, isn't that the, that bad group that wears all the yellow in Marvel? It is. That is. Maybe it's their toothpaste. What does Maybe it say? There is a tie you know, to it. I was trying to remember. What the hell does AIM stand for? Do you remember? Advanced. Advanced. Uh, advanced something mechanics. mechanics. Advanced industrial mechanics. Uh, I don't think advanced. it's advanced. I don't know. Oh, well. No biggie. And like mechanics. We'll, we'll, we'll have to look it up. What else? Look at that. Oh, the little the little, the little stooge is number one. Ooh, I don't know. It was kind of fun. It was it was just on the list. Is that um, from Larry? Yep, that was from Larry. Pestilence. Now this I never picked up when it came out. It's the the five issues of Pestilence, a story of Satan. It just looked good, Thank and I, I and he happened to have uh the you know a complete run of it. Um. Just like uh, baby teeth, 
And I never did do baby teeth either, but it's Donny Cates. And I'm a big Donny Cates fan. And um, so I got the, te he had 10 issues of it. So I picked up all 10 issues. Oh. Yep. Now, again, filling in holes. Gold Key Star Trek, since we've been talking Star Trek. So that's issue number three, because I did need issue number three, uh, photo cover, issue number nine, photo cover. Ooh. Yep. And then really issue nice. number 22. So I did need number 22. So Larry had found, he, he always knows that I collect Star Trek. So he wound up buying collection full well knowing I, I needed it. Um, I did pick up some good old uh, Captain America. Andy oh, very nice. Captain and Falcon. So I picked up issues uh, 130, 185, 188, 205, and then uh, 229 because it just – it just looks very interesting. Uh, North Free has a question. He says, Dennis, serious question. Do free comics ever go up in price significantly? They can, I could, yes. I could even answer that, but I'll let you. <clears throat> the answer is yes. It absolutely yeah. can. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, if, well, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy is a good example. Umbrella Academy uh, Free Comic Book Day edition because that entire series took off and it's uh was a free, relatively low print one. The free comic book day one actually shot up to at the time, 20 to $30. Here's another one. Free comic book day, teenage mutant Ninja turtles reprint. Number one. Yep. 30 bucks now. Yep. More. If you have it as a 9.4 signed by Kevin Eastman. Oh my. I don't know anybody who has that. This guy does. That's right. This guy does. So there you go. So that's cool. So is that yeah. all for show and tell? No, I've got a couple more. Uh, uh -oh. I got a lot more, but I'm only show. Check this one out. You know, I like sp really, really odd ones. This no. is an X-Men giveaway one, which believe it or not, I did not have. So shout out to uh, uh, Warren at uh, Smashers Comics. He had this. That is fantastic. I do not own the free giveaway kid print blockbuster video X-Men, but Open I, do it. I want to see some of the pages. Got to see some of the pages now. Even check out the back. Hold on. I'll full screen you for that one. Oh, that's my girl. And unfortunately her husband who I despise and then storm and then the little boy. Little boy looking at the Tatas. Now, here's the cool one. This one actually has intact because it has this, it had a coupon with it for the free video. And a lot of times, just like the dragon's tattoos, they, they're not in there, but this one still had it intact. So that is really cool to still have the coupon that's in it. Yeah, I want to see the art. I don't care about the coupon. Huh. Cool. Who drew yeah, it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, David Bowler is uh, the penciler oh, okay. and Greg Adams is the inker. Oh, I know Greg. I don't know David. And here's, here's, it's a nice quick little story. Oh, 
it's good art. It's not bad. It is very 90s reminiscent. It was really, really a, a nice little job. You know, I wish I would have picked it up free at the time. But, hey, I got it. North Free says, no oversized hardcover boys. You have set the bar too high. Yeah, we have. We, we not this week. Um, I did get, by the way, Pressman variant. I've already got a few of them. But whenever I see a good Pressman variant, I always pick those up. But I did get one collection, North Free. The Complete Bone Collection. It's the first one. And it's actually signed by Jeff Smith. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, that one was cool. How do you, how do I've you got know some that, of the actually? old bone stuff. But, man, I never see Jeff at hardly any of the conventions. So um, to have him sign one like that with his collection of it, these are just fun stories. So, yeah, I, I, I broke down had to buy it. You know, you should have brought that one up after V for Vagina and Black Hole. You should have brought up Bone. Really? Yep. Just saying. So I did get a few good signed ones um, uh, over it. Um, I'll kind of show a couple. Dan Fraga and Rob Liefeld. So I did get Bloodstrike. So I did like it. That was a good one. Oh, Michael, you know he's... I've always hated Cyclops. So is like Cyclops when, a soy boy, is that why? I he he's always man, maybe it's just because of Jean Grey. Jean Grey turned him into a little soy boy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, he is a legend. He's awesome. And that yeah. is really fun stuff if some of you guys, you know, it's not a superhero book, but it was fun. It has always been really fun stuff. Michael wants to know if Bone uh, filled a keyhole, Dennis. <laughs> Michael, you're starting to – I think you and Andy were talking before the show. Here's another one that, that was a surprise for me. Oh, I had that issue. Yep, yep, Legionnaires, um, but signed by Adam Hughes. I'll, I'll pick up an Adam Hughes wherever I can find it. You know, uh, not one of the series that I collect, but if it's, uh, you know, Adam Hughes, uh, yeah. Yeah. I picked up a bunch of uh, New Warrior. Um, um, I picked up Green Lantern Rebirth, signed by Ethan Van Skyver. What issue uh, number? Uh, that one is number three. Oh. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure you already have. Yep. You know, no. Michael Michael says to stick your Cyclops hate in your black hole. <laughs> Whoa, black hole is Disney, rated G. With your bone. Uh, this one is probably my most valuable book that I've picked up. Green Lantern. Um, it is Green Lantern issue number 122, signed by Bart Sears. Uh Let's Wait, see, Ron it's Mars. That's not by Bart. <laughs> yeah, it is. Why? Right Let me see. Oh, no, not Bart. I said Bart Sears, Daryl Banks. Yeah, Daryl Banks. Yeah, Bart I said Bart do. Sears because I've got a Bart Sears was one right in front of yeah. me here. I got his Turok. Um, Daryl Banks, uh, Ron Mars, and look at that, Andy Smith. I yeah. paid for an Andy Smith one. What year? Uh, that's what I was looking at it. It looks like Andy Smith 
It says zero something. Well, that means it was before 2010. Let me see. Hold on. Stop shaking it. Oh, no. It's it's a 10. That's a there's 10? The, the one is right. Yeah, there's nothing after the zero. So I signed it in 2010. All right. So there's my most valuable comic. Goddamn right. Yeah. Should be Quasar 50, but whatever. I got some Eric Larson signed, uh, Savage Dragon, bunch of Chris Claremont signed stuff. Um, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Ron Wolfman, I got three John Carter Warlords um, signed by Wolfman. So picked up a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, Did you say a, Ron Wolfman? Marv. Marv, exactly. It's Marv. Mm, yeah, Michael knows. Very right. cool Green Lantern. Let's, let's talk about some fun stuff. Yep. First up, cancel culture mob goes after American crime story actor Sarah Paulson for allegedly wearing a fat suit to play the role of Linda Tripp. Uh, so FX is doing this American crime story series. Uh, I watched the first season last year, which was based on uh, the OJ trial. And Sarah Paulson actually played Marsha Clark, and she yep. did a phenomenal job. If she you haven't did. seen it, oh, you saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I she, love her as an actress. Most of us probably know her from American Horror Story. Exactly. Um, you know, but I mean, she's she's a great actress. So this is her on the set as Linda Tripp, and yeah, it's called makeup. Yes. She probably is wearing some type of padding, and I'm sure she has prosthetics on her face. It is so freaking annoying seeing people get bent out of shape and say stupid shit. And I, there are tweets here. Uh, so let me get this straight. Fat people don't get acting jobs because they don't physically fit the part, but skinny people who don't fit the part are given accommodations. No, you asshat. Sarah Paulson is no probably has a nice contract with FX because that's what she's been doing. She's been in almost every season of American Horror Story. Yep, playing a different character, and that's what they do with most of that cast is they bring them back for all the seasons and have them play different characters. Yep, and now with American Crime Story, they're doing the same thing. And you know, honestly, she's a great actress. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You got Gwyneth Paltrow from Shallow Hal, which, you know, all I can say is Jack Black is the only thing that kept that movie afloat. Wait, was that Gwyneth Paltrow or was yeah, it? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. It was Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then and then you've got Courtney Cox from Friends who put on the fat suit, and they were some of the best episodes. Freaking hilarious. There is no reason. She's an actress. She is there to play other parts. Skinny, fat. Tall, short, it doesn't matter. You are supposed to act out in a different nationality, in a different voice, a different religion, a different whatever. Acting is literally your job title. So give these people a break and don't get on their case because they take a job that they are more than capable of acting. This Look at is this crap. One. Look at this tweet. Sarah, and she has to put in parentheses how to pronounce... S-A-R-A. Okay, right there, you're not that important. Your name is Sarah, okay? I don't think you need to put that word in parentheses. I like Sarah Paulson, 
but fat suits, and of course she didn't spell fat right, are dehumanizing. Hire fat actors. Okay, look at your profile picture. Are you an actress? Are you just jealous you didn't get the job? Shut up. It's yeah. not about, it's acting. It's just like there was, I don't, God, I'm trying to remember. There was a movie with, uh, with, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the comedian's name, but he's hysterical. Oh, Kevin, um, Kevin, come on, you know who I'm thinking of. Short black, short black comedian, hilarious. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and the guy that played, uh, uh, I'm blanking on all the actors' names. Oh, Brian Cranston. And Brian Cranston was in a wheelchair. And I think people were all upset because they didn't get somebody, an actor that's actually in a wheelchair. And it's like, what are you talking about? The whole, it's that the word is acting. They're acting. You know, that is, this is their job. You want to hire quality performers. I mean, look at Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in that movie where he played a vet. And wasn't he in a wheelchair in that movie when he came yeah, back? What, born on the 4th of July? Born on the 4th of July. That's it. Exactly. When it, it, movies have been around for hundreds of years, what? 100 years or so. And, it's, and it's, you know, it's only within these past four or five years that these, I'm sorry, these pansy ass SJWs are coming out of the woodwork getting their feathers all ruffled about this garbage. You know, and it's okay if you want to bring a, a specific person in. Take the movie Battleship. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Battleship. It is low on story, but huge on special effects. It's Michael Bay. What do you expect? But uh, the African-American uh, sailor, the soldier that they had in there, he had no legs, and that was kind of built into the movie. And he right. was actually a real soldier, and they brought him in because he wasn't an actor and they had him play it and it worked really cool. And it was a really nice side story. That doesn't mean they couldn't have just brought in a different actor to play the part and it wouldn't have been good. I thought that was, it is terrible. terrible. It is terrible, but it was but terrible absolutely fun. Great special on. effects. <laughs> it was, it was terrible fun. Uh, here, here's another one from Lauren. She looks like a treat. If that's her profile picture. Michael, Maybe they oh, I was ahead. just going to say, um, yeah, go, go if you you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It is a great movie in terms of don't expect really deep, uh, deep stories, but it is just an incredible amount of fun. You can't help but have fun at this movie. Um, it was it was great. I hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think of it after you see it. Uh, Lauren. Uh, like I said, I don't know if this is her real profile picture, but she looks like a treat. Maybe they should hire actresses who fit the physicality of the person they're playing instead nope. of hiring skinny actors and putting them in fat phobic fat suits padding. It's this fat phobic. It's not, it's not fat phobic. It's not anything phobic. It's just Sarah Paulson. You're a great actress. You can not all actors can play different characters that well different real people i should say she did a great job as marcia clark she's going to be playing linda tripp maybe she you know she maybe they actually said look we'd like you to play linda tripp could you prepare for that and show us what you can do and she did and they were like oh my god that's phenomenal we'll make this work it's just 
bitching for no she reason. She better not apologize for playing this part next year. That's all I'm going to say. I and hope she nails it and puts it all to bed. This is such a bullshit one here by Jana, Jana, whatever. The problem with using a fat suit and face prosthetics is it's always really obvious. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, not if you looked, at, you looked at you looked at trip that on there, there's no way. Look at this picture of her. If you would have told me that Sarah Paulson, I would have been like, oh my God, that is amazing. That is amazing. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow and Shallow Hal. Yeah, I don't know how well that was done. I mean, that movie is 14, 15 years old now. Things have gotten better since then. Uh, but again, Courtney Cox in Friends. Courtney Cox in Friends great. pulled it off. Great. Yeah, she looked great. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Ryan Reynolds was in a movie where he was this, you know, plump kid in college or high school, whatever it was. And then he came back, you know, later in life. It was in, you know, Ryan Reynolds, good shape, you know. And you know, look, you're not going to hire, you're you're not going to hire an actress like that, and be like, hey, how about you just gain the fifty pounds for the role? It's easy to put that weight on. It ain't easy to take it off. And yeah, that's a great point. Tyler Perry plays Medea. Right. Is anybody giving him shit? I haven't seen anybody give Tyler Perry shit for playing a female character. No, you know, yet Scarlett Johansson, and this is a couple years old now, but it's such a stupid story. Scarlett Johansson was going to play a transgender man and people got their their uh, panties in a bunch over it. So she bailed on the part and they canceled the movie. Yeah. You know, which is like, do you know the movie they 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 should have canceled and it all had to do with her was Lucy. That movie should have just was canceled for the sake because, man, that was complete and utter crap. That movie should have been canceled just because of how bad it was. Had nothing yeah. to do with the actresses. So moving on from this, this SJW garbage on to – hold on, I'm trying to close that tab. So uh, J. Scott Campbell has been, been a hot topic recently. Because, and I guess this was actually done six months ago, but somebody on Tumblr decided to show J. Scott Campbell how it's done by taking the original cover that was published on the left by J. Scott Campbell and quote unquote fixing it on the right. Now, the compliment I'll give the person that did the fixing is the Photoshop job because they didn't just do like some traceover and you just saw like the lines changing it. They went in and Photoshop and did like tried to match up and everything. So credit where credit is due for that, but where credit isn't due is it's just, it's just dumb, you know, coming, coming from this as a, you know, professional comic book artist, for, you know, 30 years, you know, I've never seen this done to my work. If it was, I'd probably just be like, whatever, let it go. Um, whereas uh, Campbell actually went in and fixed the fix that the guy did to his work. I wouldn't have taken the time to do it, but, you know, Jeff can do whatever he wants. 
uh, with it. it. They came after him. And actually, the funny thing is, Jeff's actually getting heat for doing the fix over the fix. And it's like, yeah. why? I'm telling you right now, I I love Campbell's work. I love the way he draws. It's cute. And, and for somebody to sit there, you you he's got his style. Everybody's got their style. If you're a if you're a J. Scott Campbell fan, you are just going to enjoy it, and you will always pick it up because his girls have that look to it, and they're great. I do. I'm a particular fan of it. Now, for somebody to turn around and say you're drawing it wrong because I don't like the way you're exploiting it or whatever, well, that's your choice. When you have a job that can do it, you can draw how you want. But don't tell a very successful artist who many of us like you're doing it wrong. Well, once and then again, kudos for J. Scott Campbell to go back and 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 fix the fix. I and love once it. again, don't buy the book. Don't like a TV show? Change the channel. Don't like a radio program? Turn it off. Don't like J. Scott's work? Don't buy it. I like J. Scott's work. Hell, I got in my First Man program book, I got a drawing by Jeff in there, First Man. I think his yeah. work is phenomenal. I've been a fan of his work since Gen 13. All the way up to Danger Girl, I actually wish he was doing interior work. But you know what? More power to him. He makes his bones as a cover artist. That's fantastic. Well, and just so you know, I've got the white phoenix he drew on my back uh, my back uh, display back here. I love his work so much that when he did the three phoenixes, I actually put the white one on my main display. So kudos, J. Scott Campbell. Yeah. Uh, North Free says, maybe you can enlighten me, Andy, when you make an original drawing, don't you own the design, even if somebody else owns the art? Uh, so when we do work for a publisher, when when we get hired to do work for a publisher, the publisher owns the print right to the artwork, but we own the physical artwork. If there is physical artwork, some people work digitally now, so there is no physical piece of paper, but we own the physical artwork, we're just not allowed to reproduce it and sell it. That's what the company's basically paying for is the print rights to it. But I mean, there's nothing, I mean, anybody can do whatever they want when it's online and stuff. I mean, look, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I when I was growing up as a kid wanting to draw comics, I saw art that didn't, you know, strike my fancy. It didn't, I didn't really like it. But and there was no computers back then and stuff. But still, I would never it never even crossed my mind to take tracing paper over a professional artist's work and go, <laughs> I don't like that. Let me show you how it's done. It just would never cross my mind. It wouldn't cross my mind now as a professional artist when I see artwork that's being published these days that I don't like. Dennis and I talk about it when I see artwork I don't like. I don't buy it. I don't buy the right. book. You know, there's no, if I don't like it, I don't buy it. That's it's simple as that. So let me scroll down. I think this story shows what some of what Jay did. So Jay, you know, did a tweet talking about it. Um, let me keep scrolling here. Oh, and then here's his fix. He, uh, he went in. I love this. I love the Popeye arm thing because I saw that. And I was like, that is ridiculous Popeye arms on this guy. That cracks me up. Um, I'm not going to read through all this, but Jay went in and, and did his comments on this dude's apparent fix. I thought that was hysterical. Um, 
and then I guess I didn't see this till posting up on this. He actually went through and redid it. I would never have taken this much time, but he actually took the time to go through and trace off what this guy did in his Jeff Scott Campbell, you know, in his style. And it works. It looks, it's very cute. It works. I still like their original better. Um, and act, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, I don't really care about reading some of these dumb tweets. I want to see, because basically, um, oh, this guy, Kevin Norman, cracks me up. It's a shame to lose people over this topic. I had to cut off two guys over this just today. Because he was standing up for the guy that did the the original quote unquote fix, which is just garbage over him. Uh, this guy actually said something like, nobody said, oh, I love this quote by this guy. Nobody said being a lefty male feminist would be easy. Just what are you even posting that for on Twitter? Oh, my God. So, now, what so I, what, what, go he, ahead. Here's my take. I, this is my take. If I if I'm sitting there ready to spend my four dollars on a comic book and I saw either one of those covers, I would like both of them. I would if I were a Spider-Man fan, I would throw my four bucks down on either of those books. Right. I like J. Scott Campbell's and I sure like what, what the other guy did. That isn't my problem. I think they both look good. My problem is that the second guy calls out the first guy because he doesn't like how it's drawn because it isn't drawn to his specifications or what he quantifies in his mind is how a person should be drawn. This mm -hmm. is the problem that I have. Artists are unique in the way that they do it. Writers are unique in the way that they tell a story. Let them tell their story. Let them draw their art. Who are you to go into somebody else's mind and, and tell them what they should be thinking. This yeah. is the problem. Everybody else knows better than we. Well, it's not only that, but when, it's, when it comes to, if, when it comes to a lot of comic art, and the majority of comic art, it's all stylized. It's a stylized representation. J. Scott Campbell isn't trying to draw realistic. He is a cartoony artist. I think that's, part of the appeal behind his work. Um, you know, the faces alone give a real Disney vibe, which I think is awesome. You know, his stuff is has a very animation quality to it. Uh, there was even a post, this, so there were, what I was gonna say, Dennis, is um, people coming to Jeff's defense were some cosplay girls that dressed up in this t-shirt and jeans and sat in the exact same pose that Jeff drew because that was the other comment this guy made was that's not even a realistic pose. Somebody would sit. So yep. some cosplay girls on Twitter were like, yeah, it is. Look at me. And it was awesome. It was just so funny seeing the, seeing these cosplayers go, yeah, uh, people can sit like that. And the fact is, once again, it's comics. It doesn't have to be grounded in reality. Right. Even to the extent another person coming at coming at Campbell did a did a drawing of how boobs look in a t-shirt. And did the drawing, you know, just did a lame drawing of of, you know, this is how boobs look when they're actually under a t-shirt. 
they don't look like this, you know? And it's just like, dude, it's freaking comics. It's comic books. Get a grip. You know, uh, that Kevin Norman guy said something like, all I'm saying is maybe because the times are changing, Jeff should change his art with the times. And it's like, I actually commented back to that guy and said, so Jeff should listen to the minority and change his art and not keep doing what he does that has made him very successful. That That is my point, right? That is exactly what I was going to say. I should change what makes me successful just because a small minority of people don't like it. Exactly. You know what? You guys are done. And yeah, I agree. He's a cheesecake artist like Adam Hughes. Exactly. And he, that is why we buy it. Exactly. Yes. It's cheesecake art. It's cute. You don't see, you don't see people. You'd never see people. Actually, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if in the fifties with the cheesecake artists like um, Vargas and uh, George Petty, there, yeah. there were so many cheesecake artists back then, pinup artists back in the fifties and stuff. And this is all they did was draw, you know, cheesecake art. That's, right. that's a term from that time period. And yes, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people that saw it and complained, but because there was no big internet for them to get on and complain, all they could do was complain to their small little circle of friends. And it didn't matter because social, these guys were popular. Social media is good and bad. It is good yeah. because it brings so many of us together. We can do podcasts. We can talk to each other. We can do live comments. And this is fun. It's also bad because it takes people that are full of hate and single. And, they, and these people don't work. All they do is sit there and bitch and complain. Look at how much time and effort Mr. NB went through just to do and redraw everything. Yeah. How many hours out of your life to prove a point which you can't actually prove? Exactly. By the way, as a side note, I got a text message because um, not everybody types in. Um, I got a text message from Chris. Advanced Idea Mechanics is AIM. He goes, oh, that's I heard right. you talking advanced. about it. It's Advanced Idea Mechanics. So that's right. thank you, Chris, for remembering that because we were obviously all brain farting here. And here, by the way, is the username of the person that fixed this. Their username on Tumblr is non-binary Finn Mertens. I mean, it's just like that kind of tells you everything you, you need to hear as well. So we thought we, you know, I thought that would be interesting to bring up because it really hits home with me being a, an artist and one being a fan of Jeff's work and having had him you know, do a drawing for me and stuff. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. If you don't like it, just fine. Move yeah. on, move yeah. on. Um, well, this is funny. Oh, go ahead, Dennis. I was just going to say uh, uh, a next little note. If, if you guys are Star Wars fans, um, the Bad Batch uh, premiered on the 4th. May the 4th be with you. This is a little late. Um, and it, it, it takes place. It's in the vein of, uh, Clone Wars, and it takes place right after. We're not going to do go into detail right now about it, but I did get to watch the first episode. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long. Um, pretty solid. I, I enjoy where they're going with it. Um, you know, I recommend it if you guys are Star Wars fans, get on Disney Plus and uh, 
Um, give it a shot. Um, worth it. Uh, it. Episode number two comes out uh, Friday, so tomorrow. So maybe if we get back early enough, I can watch it tomorrow night. Yeah, that's true. And it's well, it's also not going to be an hour long, I don't think, either. So um, speaking of Roddy Piper, since you brought that up, Oh, yeah. Asking Michael, there's this new show on A&E on Sunday nights at from 8 to 10. They're doing A&E biographies with uh, just WWE uh, past and present. So the first one, which I still have to watch, was Stone Cold Steve Austin. The second one was on Roddy Piper. And I grew up during the heyday of Piper. Got to yep. watch him wrestle as a kid. Me too. It was awesome. You know, it's a shame that he passed away so early, only 61 years old when he passed away in 2014. But just seeing some of their out of ring real life persona, you know, was great. Uh, the one after that was Randy Savage, which was also fantastic. And then this week coming up is Booker T. So I'm looking forward to that. But then the show that I think is really fascinating is on at 10 o'clock on Sunday nights after the biography called WWE Treasures. And basically, the WWE has this huge warehouse in Connecticut where their uh, main you know, offices are located. And they're having uh, some of the WWE superstars track down memorabilia to put in a warehouse because eventually they want to open a WWE museum. Oh, that's this, cool. Dude, this past week, this past week featured Jerry the King Lawler and they had him track down the neck brace that Andy Kaufman wore uh, after him and Jerry had their match. Oh, yeah. That's and awesome. They actually tracked it down. It was such a good episode. And then from Jerry, they wanted his original crown and his original robe, the first ones he ever wore, which Jerry still owns. So they had to, they came up with a, what was it? They, they, Jerry sold it for their original offer was seven grand. And Jerry was like, no way. Seven grand's not going to do it. Um, so they offered him 10 grand. I want to say they offered him 10 grand and, and something else. And Jerry was like, okay, for that, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys have it. So I thought that oh, was pretty that's cool. awesome. And then the, the guy that owns the neck brace was actually the photographer uh, at the David Letterman show that night. And he also did a lot of photography and wrestling back in the day. And he donated it. He just donated it to him. So, yep. By the way, Michael, I agree. They live. I'm assuming everybody who's who watches this epi episode has seen They Live. It is an absolute fantastic classic movie. Um, kind of feels very reminiscent of what's going on today. Maybe Wait, if we, we had a pair of those glasses, we we would see what's going on. Why Do you know what they we're talking live? about? Why does They Live ring a bell? Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Oh That's yeah, the alien invasion, and it was he had the longer hair, right? Game. What's that? He, he had longer hair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. Really built is, and it was great. Is that the is that the one where he said the line? 
Um, he goes, I'm going to mess it up, but he basically goes, two things I do, chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> that is, and I'm that all out of gum. That's right. That is so, the movie. So in his biography, the director actually, so Piper was known for keeping notebooks full of ideas. And he would just write down lines that he would say when he was riffing as Rowdy Roddy Piper in the WWE, you know, as the bad guy. And he said that he showed that line to the director of the movie and the director is like, oh, hell yeah, we're putting that in the movie. That is awesome. Yep. So, yeah, dude, that is uh, that is fantastic. And yeah, Michael saw it. The Undertaker and Kane episode was great, dude. That's what I mean. I love seeing WWE guys out of character in their real life, especially the guys that are that play characters like the Undertaker and Kane, because they're so you know they're just normal people. I mean, Kane is the mayor of a city in Tennessee now, you know, right outside Knoxville. Um, and and Kane said in a biography, "This is great." So Kane had this signature thing when he came out wearing the mask where he'd come out and he would just stare at you and then he would just cock his head, you know, and it'd just be real creepy. And he said he got that head tilt from his dog because he was looking at his dog one day and his dog was just looking at him. You know, dogs, dogs are like, (laughs) he got it from his dog. Um, Did I know Jerry? Yeah, I know he's an artist. I know Jerry actually. I could give Jerry a call right now if I wanted to. Um, he wouldn't yeah, answer, he, but you could call. What's it? Yeah, he probably wouldn't answer, but I could call. <laughs> I could text him. Um, yeah, I know Jerry. I knew he was an artist. I actually did a book uh, featuring, I did a mini series featuring uh, the WWE superstars uh, that was uh, published through Titan about eight or nine years ago. And uh, Jerry did a variant cover. So, yeah, I did know that. And, and so, I knew Duke Nukem. I loved that game. And, yes, I was a big Duke Nukem fan uh, at the time. Doom, Duke Nukem, uh, Castle Wolfenstein. I mean, all those kind of games. Yes, I love that stuff. Oh, I didn't know that about the what he said about the game. I know Duke Nukem. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's really cool. Hey, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Jake the Snake is truly a tragic case. Yep, drugs and alcohol for decades. Dude, Jake was saying he goes back then because they were on the road, not just weekends, but during the week as well, that they were doing coke and all that stuff, you know, just to stay awake. So... It is not. It is not surprising to me. Uh, whose family history is messed up, Michael? Jake the Snake, or who are you talking about? Yeah. Is that so, because I think I think it might be. I know Rowdy Roddy Piper's family life was messed up when he was a kid. He was living on the streets at like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, he passed away so, too early too. Yeah. Greetings from Mexico. Well, greetings back to you. Thank you for joining us. That is very, very cool. 
Well, we know he's probably the furthest one away because Michael's still on I-77. <laughs> oh, I know. He's, yeah. Uh... So what? one of the movies I'm going to try and watch, um, and I, I'm going to see, maybe I'll have a viewing party. Um, we wanted to see Nobody uh, when oh, it came yeah. out in the theater, Brian uh, Odenkirk. And um, we just Wait a second. Wait a second. What? What's the actor's name? Bob Odenkirk? You said Brian, didn't you? Uh, I maybe said Brian. I don't know. God, Bob. Damn it. And and you so can't guy who can't remember anybody's name managed yeah, to But at least what I do, it, at least what I do, I get him right. Okay. Well, Bob Odenkirk. So we I, I may wind up buying this movie because it already left the theaters and you do kind of want to see it. I've now talked to two guys that have seen it and they loved it and it looked really yeah. kick butt. So if you guys haven't seen it, go check out the, the trailer for, for nobody. Um, I may wind up just buying the movie and maybe have a viewing party and uh, have guys over for a few beers and watch this. I'm waiting for the invite. Yeah. Just I'll just come waiting. up and see, see who's got it. Oh, come on. You got to do that viewing party so we can watch it with your son and daughter as well. Oh, when everybody's home. That would be off the hook just to see if there's anything in there that they don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. It would be awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Have you guys read issue? I haven't read issue two yet. Have you read issue two yet, Dennis? You have? Yep, I'm going to be doing a full review on it uh, uh, this week. Oh, cool! I got to. I keep because you saw in your email the digital download, right? Literally, I got the digital download Wednesday afternoon, the day the book came out. So oh, I downloaded no, I didn't it. See it. Yeah, I downloaded it. I just haven't read it yet. So oh. see, the the problem is, I get so many from Indiegogo and Kickstarter. They're always updates. So, like, if I open up my mail because I back so many of the campaigns. You know, it's like, oh, here's all the updates. Okay. Chances are I don't go through and read 75% of them right away. So yeah, I didn't I didn't didn't see it, but I went to I went to the shop and picked it up and yeah, like it. I like it. I'll 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 do a full review on it for you guys though. Nice. You know, since we're talking about fantastic books, we should talk about First Man graphic novel by me, Andy Smith. It is in the house, ready to ship out. Look at that right here. I don't need to blow up full screen or full screen, but the program book, the graphic novel are in my possession. Shipping out next day, 64 fun-filled pages. You've got a great superhero story hearkening back to the fun Silver Age day of comics. No SJW bullshit, just a nice superhero story starring First Man alter ego Luke Henry as they battle for the fate of the universe from the hands of Monarch and Penumbra's there along for the ride. You guys should definitely check it out. The campaign is still going where I'm still getting sales on it. So please give it a look. Back it. There's different pledge levels. One for everybody's liking. The featured perk features the book, the Bart Sears variant cover, and the program book, or you can get the program book by itself, the printed book, Bart's variant cover, 
Eric knows where it's at. First Man's a fun book, too. Uh, you can get the program book and the First Man book. Save a little bit of money there. So give it a look. I would really appreciate it. Indie Comics is where it's at. And it's because of you guys and all your fantastic support that we can keep growing this. And uh, I'm working on First Man 2 as we speak. I actually have some stuff off to a colorist. And I'm also working on uh, Creator Own Story that I'm doing for Heavy Metal with a buddy of mine and that comes out uh the first chapter of that comes out in issue 306 this month and i'm working on chapter two right now so yeah so you can get that as well you got that and i think bart's in there as well with his story right you're both going to be in heavy metal yeah bart's got his stuff in heavy metal as well so uh that is it um everybody th oh uh sneak peeks of first man two yeah, I guess I can do that. Hold on a second here. Let me... Uh, oh, really? Even I haven't seen those yet. Let me see what I can pull up here for a second. Hold on. Since you asked so nicely. No! That'll be a nice way to, to finish this up. Uh... Read that while I find it. That's heartbreaking. Finally got the first man, Andy, opened the Gemini, pulled the comic out, left the room for a few minutes, came back, cat chewing corner. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> Gives me a reason to buy the Bart cover. <laughs> oh, as, you know, I don't have a problem with you buying the Bart cover. That is heartbreaking. But if you want to buy the Bart cover, um, you feel free. Bad cat. Speaking of Bart, I'll actually show you Bart's variant cover. First, so give me a second here as I as I do this. All right, sharing the screen. Holy crap, here's, breaking news. Breaking, here's Bart's variant cover for First Man number two. So these are obviously all black and white. I got to get this stuff colored. Uh, oh, that's funny. Eric says the cat might be on my payroll. <laughs> Eric, shut up, man. Shh, dude, seriously? So that is Bart's variant cover for uh, First Man number two. Uh, great. We'll go through the stuff I've got. Uh, this is my cover for First Man two. I always like to do covers that show a little bit of uh, the story without giving anything away. So uh, I'm introducing four new characters. And, well... Obviously, there's got to be a bad guy, but I don't want to show the bad guy. So, ooh, just showing a part of him. So this is the this is my cover for First Man number two. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Page one, First Man number two. Blow up on this a little bit. If you read First Man, you'll. Uh, You'll get it. Look at that. Eric wants to know whose fist is that? I can't tell you, Eric. I cannot tell you. That's the point. Uh, here we go with a two-page spread. North Free says four new characters. Andy's going full <laughs> Stan Lee. You know it, baby. Uh, so here we go with a two-page spread from uh, from number two. 
And uh, then we move on. Here's another page from number two. You love the, oh, well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate that so much. Got to show these guys. I love the panel layout. Thank you. Here's another page coming home, trying to help out his dad. Lights the bushes on fire. Boy, that first man's got a lot to learn. That's why volume two is called First Man Learning Curve. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm feeling greatest American hero vibe coming. And then here we go here. Uh, he is going to meet those four characters from the cover. And then we'll find out later who they are. And that is it. Back to the Bart Sweet. So that is that is all the work I had done on it. Those will all be colored and up on the campaign page when I uh, when I launch the campaign. They will all be uh, available to be seen on the campaign page. Uh, no standard nine rectangle panel stuff here. No, I don't do stuff like. Okay, so I take it back. I taught a class in storytelling at University of. Uh, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte. And there are there are reasons to do six panel grids and nine panel grids, four panel grids. And I save those for specific storytelling reasons. And if there's a reason to do a nine panel grid, for me, for me, any grid where all the panels are the same size, whether it be four, six, nine, eight, means that every action has the same amount of importance. That's why all the panels are the same size. Uh, when you when you do a layout where there's a big panel and you know various size panels on the page, for me, that means I'm trying to show a level of importance for each panel. So obviously the biggest panel is the most important panel of the page. The smallest panel is the least amount, amount of importance, so on and so forth. So I'm not saying there's not gonna be a nine panel grid. There very well might be. We'll see. If you remember in First Man Volume 1, there was a two-page spread, and it was First Man talking about basically uh, the backstory of Monarch, and all the panels were the same size because they were all the same importance. So there you go, guys. That is it. Uh, Michael says, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. You got it. I wish Robert Kirkman <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I wish Robert Kirkman took that advice. Well, it depends. I'd have to see the exact pages you're talking about. If they're, you know, I, I'm not going to, well, I can never say never, but I would imagine I will never do a book that is all nine panels. Uh, so, you know, grids, because that would literally bore me to tears. But I do think there's a specific time and place for them. And uh, who knows? Maybe in this book there will be some. Uh, we don't know. Or maybe I do know, and I'm just not saying. I'm coy. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining our show. We went a whole hour and twenty. Woo! Yep. yep. I would say everybody hit the uh, like button at the bottom. Make sure That's you right. hit the subscribe button so that you know when we go live. Um, no show tomorrow because of uh, obviously no happy hour because of uh, a graduation. So we'll be gone, but we will be yep. back next Monday. We'll and back Monday, who do we got? We've got Jose Garcia. He's a artist that works more in animation and storyboards, but he's doing a Indiegogo campaign. So we're going to talk about his.
currently running Indiegogo campaign Monday night, Jose Garcia. So please join us Monday night at 7, and we will see you guys then. So thanks for joining us, and bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.